0: Welcome to Emotional Intelligence. I'm Helen Duros.
1: And I'm Danielle Doyle. This is a podcast centered on real conversations with friends, mentors, and legends who lead and share an embodied life. We sit with a variety of guests to unpack how a cultivated relationship with the body informs their work and transforms their lives. Thanks for joining us in conversation and movement. On today's episode, you're going to hear our interview with Sheila Donovan. Um, Sheila is one of those people who I've, I've known of uh, for years and have had the absolute pre- pleasure of getting to know better over the past couple months. And she is just a ray of sunshine, of knowledge, of warmth, and positivity. And I just, she's one of those people who you just feel so honored to have in your life. Um, So I hope you enjoy this interview as much as we enjoyed recording it. We'll just, we'll just take it as it comes. Shelia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for making time.
2: We're Um, so
0: excited to have your radiant self chatting
2: with us this morning. Oh, you're so kind. It is honestly an honor. It is an honor to be with you. There's just so many
1: things we're excited to talk to you about and, what we, one thing we always love to start with is like where the, your kind of seed of embodiment started. So you have such a wide, you out of you know, like you're the, the type of person we love to talk to because you don't just do a thing, but you're on the extreme of like, you do all of the things you run, you teach Pilates, you yeah. teach yoga, you teach gyrokinesis, you, uh, you do everything. You, you dabbled in doing massage and body work for a while. Like there's no form of, of movement exploration. I feel like that you have not done fitness and, and weightlifting. Um, so where, where did that start for you? What was your, your seed?
2: Um, I would say started while I was in college. Uh, I had no idea that I could even run. I had to take a class my last year in college, and it had to be a fitness class, a physical education class. Um, I was majoring in kinesiotherapy, exercise science kinesiotherapy, but I had to take a fitness class. And I have to tell you, the only thing that I could sign up for was called a running and aerobic class. (laughs) <laughs> at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. I also worked part-time as a bank teller, so I had to be at the bank because it was detached from the main building at 2 pm. This class ran until quarter till two. I won't ever forget it because I was always in a hurry to get to job, wipe myself off in anyway. And you know the ending of the semester, you had to run a 5K. I didn't even know what a 5K was. All I knew is I started on the start line with all these other kids taking this class. And the gun went off and I took off and I ran as fast as I could because I knew I wanted to take a shower and get to work on time. Well, I came in, of course, well, sorry, not of course, it was a blessing, But I came in first in hindsight, of course, (laughs) you had a mission. (laughs) So you have to understand, I didn't come from a family that ran. Nobody told me I probably didn't even have on the right sneakers. I just took off because I knew I had to get to my job. So with that being said, when I finished the coach, he came over to me and it was my last year, of course, my last semester. And he talked to me about, have I ever considered running? So he told me about a local race that was coming up that May. And it's called the Elizabeth River Run, a 10-mile run. Now, I didn't even know how to train for it. I just ran a 5K. I found out that was 3.1 miles. (laughs) But I knew that I wasn't really exhausted. Wow. So I was like, okay. So that means I would have to run how many more miles. So I just started preparing because I had a week to do it and it was in <laughs> Norfolk, Virginia. So of course I know. <laughs> so I showed up and of course I got very excited because I got a t-shirt That's at amazing. the start of the race. And I got excited over this t-shirt and um, at the end of the race, I'm walking around, and I hear my name on the loudspeaker, and they gave awards to the top 10 people. I was number six. Wow. And uh, that meant they handed me a check, and it was of money, of course, that I have won, being placed at six. I didn't know that this was a very major race in Norfolk, Virginia, because it's my first official race. Now, of course, when I found that out, that I won, I was like, forget about the t-shirt. I'm going for the money. (laughs) Changing the plan. (laughs) So so that's how my running career started. But I ran so much in Virginia that, um, of course, I didn't know how to take care of myself. So was that right. natural was
0: that natural to your body did you just did you have to kind of train in any specific way or you just you just went for what felt good at that time
2: Helen I had no idea how to train I wasn't receiving Run- Runner's World magazine yet <laughs> The beauty <laughs> of <that> naivete became, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because that became my coach to be honest Runner's yes. World magazine became my coach And I um, just picked up different tips from different people. And uh, yeah, I just ran myself to the ground. (laughs) And then of course I had injuries years, years later. I didn't get an injury until years later. And that injury was, that one injury was plantar fasciitis, 17 months. But by this time, I was in uh, so early 30s, so I didn't start running till actually in my early 20s, of course. Oh, wow. And um, I know, and then I developed plantar fasciitis for 17 months, and I found a yoga class. And that led me to yoga. Um, and from that, Danielle has heard this story. I fell in love with yoga because I hmm. fell in love with the ending of the class when the person, he was from India, and he would say with his accent, Shavasana. And that's all I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear that word, and Shavasana.
1: Just <laughs> so funny because you are like, go, go, go. Oh, a road race? Sure, I'll just win it. Like, you just are so like, you know, in, in yoga terms, Pitta, just like that fire energy. So the fact, like most people who I I categorize with that energy, they get kind of, you know, they don't love Shavasana, they get a little twitchy and fidgety. And so the fact that you kind of embrace that, 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 that downtime and rest right away is really interesting, right? Because it it, it didn't feel like jarring for you to, to, to just be still.
2: Daniel, not at all. I fell in love with Shavasana and I still am in love with Shavasana.
0: (laughs) Do you think that's because you were, that was a moment in your life where you knew you had rest and it wasn't present elsewhere? Or was it just nice because
2: it felt good and not much beyond that? I think both. Yeah. It felt great. And I know my body needed it. You have to understand. Mm. I was the girl who pushed myself every day. I have to get up early to run early. Mm. Then I would run at lunchtime. I ran for a team in Richmond, Virginia. So after I graduated, I moved here to work here, being in Massachusetts. I worked at the Jamaica Plain VA as a kinesiotherapist. I just walked by there, there this morning and thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I I would run out the door during lunchtime. And what did I run? Jamaica Pond, right? Mm, yeah. So I would run across the street on Huntington Ave, run down that side street. And then I would hit the Jamaica Way
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then cross over to the pond. And that would be my run. And um, I lived here for four and a half years. And then I moved back to Richmond, Virginia, because I worked on a research project. So I was given 10 subjects in a Richmond VA, 10 clients. And what I had to do is I had to go through manual therapy first, mm-hmm. taking their limbs through range of motion. I would get them on a mat. And then what you do is you have to get them used to standing, of course, again. So you put them in a standing frame till they build up a tolerance for standing. And then they will be measured by the prosthetist for a boot that looked like an Italian riding boot. She was from Italy. And um, and that's what um, I would then measure them for if they were true candidates for the project. Mm-hmm. And then I would teach them how to use the motor skill again. I know. my My highest was a was severed at T7, Um, I know. It was a lot of work for me, but it was very rewarding. Uh, I would have to present um, at least, they gave me at least six weeks to get the candidates and to build them up and then to be measured for the boot, the boot would arrive. So I would then, once a week, I would have to present to doctors to show, I would have two candidates that I thought was presentable. And that's what I would do. So you can understand every morning or at lunch, if I had time, I had to run. I found that was my blessing. Mm. Uh, And then I began running so many marathons because I started dedicating my marathons to these these, students who were all male, of course, in the VA hospital Mm -hmm. at the time that I worked with, so yeah, um, and that's when I got crazy, because each marathon would be for a specific person, oh, wow. and then I, I was asked, um, I was blessed to win the Richmond Marathon, my first year, I, I arrived in Richmond, oh, um, and I knew they had a marathon, my first year, I ended up coming in second place, overall for females and I always contributed me coming in second place is because I didn't run smart. I utilized so much energy. When people would yell at my name, I would get so excited. I would be waving (laughs) my hand, blowing kisses. Oh yeah. Utilize so much energy. So I had to learn I had to contain that energy and um, also I contribute to one of the rehab receptionists. She was out there waiting on the course line and she handed me a cup, which I thought was a cup of water. When I took a sip of it, it was alcohol. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies, I do not drink alcohol. Oh Yeah. So I always contribute. Her name was Patricia. I contributed to her is why I came in second in that first place. <laughs> yeah. She slowed you and down. Then, <laughs> no, I once I, th- I should have smelt it, but you know, you're dripping sweat. Mm. I was probably at, um, yes, I was probably at the 22 mile mark. Well, Why would so you, why I, would you I assume
1: a- it was anything but water?
2: <laughs> Thank you. Right. And she was with her friends. I didn't know she was out there drinking. I thought she was being kind because certain people like, "Chili, I'm gonna be there on the course for you. I'm gonna be there for you." So I'm thinking this person really was having a glass, a cup of water for me. It was in a plastic <laughs> cup, and yes, but anyway. But the good news is, the second time I ran the Richmond Mar- Marathon, the second year, I did come in first. And there's no
1: stopping you. That's incredible. Years,
2: my eight years being there, I did win twice. It just so happened. My last year before leaving, I can't was determined. I was like, I got to do it. I have to do it again. But other than that, and that's how I started running for team in Richmond, Virginia. That's how I came here and ran the Boston Marathon again. Because my first marathon was Boston Marathon. And that's a beast. Yes, that's oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I ran unofficial, unofficial, because it was my last year to be here in Massachusetts in 1989. Yes, I ran it that yo, I ran it 1990. Because working at the VA hospital, you never had that holiday off because it's only a state holiday. Mm -hmm. So I was determined it's my last year. I'm leaving here. I decided that April, I'm running that Boston Marathon. So I took off. I got to the end of the pack because that's when they would let people in. I had a number that just stated the, like it was 15,000 and something. It wasn't an official number but they allowed you to get to the back of the pack. That was my very first marathon. And I came in at the very pack. That means I didn't get to cross over to after 15,000 people in front of me. And I ended up coming in three hours and 36 minutes.
0: Oh my God. Because I
2: bobbed and we bobbed and we bobbed and we bobbed and we. You're read. a ninja. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no, no. When Two friends and for me because they I just couldn't go through the shoot. I had to come off to the side because I wasn't official. When I came off to the side, my friends were there to catch me. They immediately took me to a medical tent, and I held both their hands and I said to them, "Don't ever let me do that again, never." <laughs> and then, of course, the IV of saline went into my body. I jumped off the table. I was <laughs> brand new again. The next day <laughs> Reborn. I was for, yes. All I needed was that saline. It covered every muscle spasm <laughs> that I had endured. And the next morning I got up and I looked for my next race, which was that November in Newport, Rhode Island, where I took off, I think it was 25 minutes. Oh my God, yeah. wow. And that's when, ladies, I kind of knew mm, I might have some potential here. Now, this is—I so,
1: yeah. mean—incredible, awe-inspiring, and also just like it makes. There's that little voice in my head that goes off, and I'm like, "Could could I do that? Could I just?" <laughs> but like, no, I couldn't, right? Like, there's 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 a combination of like your your grit and your hard work and your dedication, but also like. You were probably born to run in a way that, do, do you think everybody can run? I guess no. that's my question. No. Okay. No. It's <laughs> a refreshing you know, answer.
2: <laughs> Danielle, as a body worker, you know, it's very harsh on your body. It really is. I know. I went for I a long dance. walk
1: today and I tried to run a little bit and I was thinking of you and I would
2: just like run for a song and then I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. But you know what? That's because you ran on a terrain that probably was uneven. You know where to really start, if you wanted to see, is on a track. That's yeah. the first place yeah. I would suggest going. And what I usually, as a running coach at RRCA, I would suggest always to people, what you do is a walk run. You mm-hmm. will always go to the track. The track you will walk the long. You will run the curves. Walk the long run the curves and that's how you start to build up you just have to build up an aerobic capacity and you do it slowly because if you just start off on like running on a sidewalk that is too much I never ever run on sidewalk I run only in the street I have to be on asphalt because that's too boring if a car is coming, do I jump up and get on the sidewalk? But I'm only there till I have a clear path. I run facing cars if I have to run on the street. So, yeah. And now I've been running on a treadmill. It's changed again for me. But that's all good. Yeah. Before
0: we get too far, I have a question about your containment of energy line. Because that seems like it would be a really imperative uh, download for moving forward. Do you find that that translates to off of the running uh, or out of the running zone too, (laughs) when just in life?
2: So I I have this also say, when I moved here from graduating from college to be a kinesiotherapist, what I also taught were fitness classes.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I always had this energy and I needed into working at the VA hospital, I needed to be around like minded people. So that's why I sought out the gym setting. Mm-hmm. So I went into gym settings because I needed to teach fitness classes. Mm-hmm. And I know people would always say, Oh, Sheila, if you could bottle up a little bit of that energy, <laughs> I don't know where this energy comes from. My mother, I, my mother would always say, babe, you got a slow town. You make me <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. Oh. <laughs> but yes, it's just innate. I don't mm-hmm. know. I am the youngest of five children and I am the different one. I am the child that my mother never had to say, get up out of the bed. <laughs> I was the first one up. I am the child that my mom never had to say, clean up. I just started cleaning and cleaning is my love. I have to say, I love cleanliness. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love cleaning. Every morning, ladies, I wake up, give thanks. And then my days, I take care of my animals first. Mm -hmm. And then I have an Ayurvedic ritual that I boil my water, put ginger in it, I squeeze an organic lemon. And then after I brush my dog's teeth, comb all animals hair, I then have to clean entire house. Yes, I amazing. (laughs) It is crazy. I don't know. And but I always am giving thanks as I'm doing that. Mm. Because I know that I could be lazy, I could be Mm -hmm. unmotivated, but I'm always thankful because I am so motivated to do that. And I never take it for granted. I'm so grateful. I always tell my husband, he is married the right woman because we have an American King Shepherd and she's one years old and she can walk down a hall and you see the hair on the floor. Mm -hmm. So I always tell him, yeah. And I have a ragdoll cat, but this dog, sheds much more than even a ragdoll cat. That's why I have to brush my mm-hmm. pets every single day. But, um, but I tell him he's married to the right person because I don't mind cleaning it. I <laughs> yeah. see it, he doesn't see it. And I'm constantly doing the floor, but I love it. I don't complain ever. And then I'm so grateful that I have this personality. I have no idea where I got this from. Don't know. It's beautiful. Oh, thank You're
1: you. Just it can't understand. be a little
2: crazy. I have to say. But the great thing is, is that I did learn Ayurvedic medicine through, you know, down under. And I practiced the 200 hours. That's what I did the training. in, And I did it more for myself. Because I knew I needed this Ah, the center it's just waiting for shabasa yeah I yeah. really did and I knew I knew I needed it like my favorite instructor Natasha Rizopoulos, <laughs> my yoga instructor when she first met me I won't ever forget her saying to me Julia you should also think of practicing restorative yoga <laughs> and what did you say to that? that? lady? As much as I love Shavasana, I did not embrace restorative yoga. That was different. Mm-hmm. That's when all of these mm-hmm. rittis came up in me. The resistance. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. give me out, give me out, give me out. You like it. That was different. Well, one thing I want to ask you about is, is,
1: so you love Shavasana and you love that moment of rest, but maybe not a sustained, uh, you know restful practice but it seems like you you also one of the ways that you're sustaining your energy is you have really beautiful rituals like waking up and cleaning and and you also I listened to another podcast where you talked about your meditation and joint rotation yeah. so it just seems like you have I mean, you could call them habits, but it seems like they're really rituals yes. for you yeah, that, yes. that keep you grounded. So could yes. you talk about what your rituals are and also what, when oh. also what, if rest
2: plays a part in that, like what rest looks like mm-hmm. for you? Okay. After I clean my floors, first I get up, I feed the two cats and then I feed my dogs. I then have my, boil, my water boiling with my organic ginger and a lemon in it. Then I have to brush teeth, comb everyone's hair. I do all my floors. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Not with a vacuum. with a dry cloth. I go from room to room, under couches, Uh chairs, and everything. And then I drink my water because I fill up every container. I have several containers that I have to pour my water in. Cause I have it there for my supply throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then my husband finally gets up. Finally. No. <laughs> <laughs> what time do you wake he up? Is a, he is a kafa. Well, <laughs> ladies, I try to stay in bed till five o'clock. I am very Vata, as you can see. Very Vata. I would think Pitta. Oh, well, I have some Pitta too, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong Vata. Interesting. My pitta comes out that these rituals, I have mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. And then maybe I can go- we
0: define those terms for those listeners that might not be clued into the Ayurvedic practices?
2: Oh, yes. So, Vata is someone that is, uh, you think of very high energy, um, very mental, but artistic as well. And they're always having to go, um, be on the go. They have all these ritties like going around in their brain, their body, and then the- um, And I think it's helpful to kind of think about it with the earth element. So they're wind, they're air. Oh, yes. So yes, it is air and space air and space so yeah. that's and that's why we're like ah all over the place mm-hmm. and vatas are and when you think of the season seasons the height of vata so I have to watch myself in the fall mm-hmm. and then you have the pittas. the pitas is hot it is um fire and it's I believe water and they're the ones that's like ignite but they're also the ones that are the ones that are black and white this is how it is mm-hmm. this is how it goes and there's no in between kind of type a. Stay on type very type a yes um but they get things done yes mm-hmm. the movers <laughs> pictures get it done yes if you ever work on a project and you need assistance you find a pitta <laughs> but then again you should have a vata too it's just that you're going to have to set down all the details for the vata person yes the kaphas are the people that actually love being around now the kapha's are the earth and it is water so it's heavy it's thick it's It's wet, it's grounding. And those Kapha people are- They have a lot of Kapha. (laughs) (laughs) They're the ones that solid in their convictions. I mean, they may be the ones that should be practicing like more of the vinyasa yoga because they need a little bit more fire underneath them.
1: But they'd be happy in a restorative um, class.
2: (laughs) I'm signed up for restorative tonight. (laughs) Yes. So I have to tell you, though, I have now I'm balancing out my kapha Mm. because now I found that is my new love. Mm. My love is restorative yoga. And I take with my favorite Ayurvedic counselor. Her name is Veronica Wolf. Mm -hmm. And I take with her on, yes, I take with Veronica on Sundays and it is my, she's at 430 and I love it. I love her practice, but normally every single morning after I've cleaned up, I have to go in my bathroom. I don't really lock the door, but I say I lock the door, but I don't, but that's when I get on my knees and I have to pray. I do a meditation, then I get up and just I, I sit on the toilet, meaning with the cover down, and I just because I don't <laughs> thank have you for a clarifying stool. Yes, I have a stool in my bathroom to sit on. So, but then I I sit and I do do ten minutes of meditation. In twenty fourteen, I my husband and I became trans, transcendental meditators. So, And my husband led me to, trans, to transmit, um, transcendental meditation. Why can't I say this word? Please forgive me. <laughs> Very long. <laughs> That's the vata in me. Yeah. <laughs> and what we did is we went through a four-day transformation. Uh, and at the fourth day, we were given a mantra. That mantra stays with you for life. Mm -hmm. So when I go to meditate, I just repeat that one mantra that was given to me and it quiets my brain. And that was in 2014. And I'm thankful for that because it taught me a lot. That was my beginning to finding in 2017 Ayurvedic practice. Um, and before that, I would meet with Natasha weekly mm-hmm. and she would take me through restorative poses because mm-hmm. I really wanted that calmness. I needed it in order for me to run a business. Yeah. I honestly okay. needed to myself
0: and because us-
2: I know the trainers.
0: Sorry, continue. (laughs) I was getting excited about you. You said, could I
2: tell you? Can you tell
0: us a little bit about your business when you're? Oh, yes.
2: Yes. So transcendental meditation helped me with the business. Um, But you've already been running for years, right? You've been, you've been open for 19, years now. 19 years. Yes. 19 years. Thank God. And um, congratulations. But Thank you. I knew that starting this business, every person is not for me and nor am I the right trainer for them. So then I sought out different kaphas, pitas, vatas Mm -hmm. to be in the studio because I knew that, again, I'm not the trainer for everyone. So I um, also knew that I needed to find a calming mind and body for me to even work with the other trainers. Uh, Mm -hmm. I love people and you know I do. I love people, but at the same time, um, part of my vata is that I go into a quiet place when I'm agitated. Mm -hmm. I may not speak up when something bothers me and that's not right. I should be able to to be able to share what's going on. And the same with the trainer. And I think of my trainers here. They are my family. We are a team. And that's how I look at it. Um, and I need them. Mm-hmm. As, as if they say they need me, but I do need them because it makes up for a nice balanced studio. And that's how the studio works, you know? Yeah. And I'm so grateful to my trainings. I'm so grateful that my husband even led me to transcendental meditation because without it, honestly, you would have seen a lot of vata in me downstairs. Mm. And that's what even my yoga instructor Natasha saw as I needed to be quiet and um, quiet my mind. Now, I also should say, I also seek professional help as a therapist for me to deal with some of my not being able to express myself and that's so important um, because for anybody it is but i am non-confrontational oh, i do not, i do not hide confrontation i hear you. and i didn't know how to do it i didn't know so you know and i never wanted my clients are the trainers to see me like that. But I wanted to be authentic at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So all of this lifestyle for me, this lifestyle of finding a mind-body practice, because that's the, the exercise disciplines that I teach is mind and body, whether it's Pilates or yoga, gyrotonic training, and body rolling, All of this is mindful Mm -hmm. and studio is my baby. And I had to nourish that baby and I had to keep peace with them, those walls and it had to start with me. And that's why I've been on this journey forever. I know my family thinks of me as a little crazy and I'm not talking the Vata way anymore. you know, they still think I'm crazy because I run. (laughs) Well, it's just so
1: beautiful because anything, it just seems like anytime there's a curiosity of something or, you know, you tried running and then you knew you needed to to take better care of yourself to run better. And you did yoga and then you found that there was this need to kind of ground and nurture that quiet energy. And then you found this, that there was a, a, a lack in, you know being able to communicate and, and and articulate so then you turn to meditation and, and psycho and therapy and so it, it just seems like you're always always evolving and just figuring out how to be the best version of yourself you can be which is incredible. <laughs> yeah thank
2: you and that's Daniel while I've also became a massage therapist. I knew that that's another way of healing myself. Mm-hmm. So I went to massage school to learn that, but remember my true thing was I thought I was gonna be an equine massage therapist Yes, too, I love this I love, <laughs> I love animals. But of course, here I am today with a mind-body fitness studio and no horses to massage because reality kicked in. Once was they enough are, with that endeavor. Are enormous, yes. <laughs> They are enormous. So the good news is, is I did I get to train equestrian. So that balanced out. Yes, Yes. that evolved. (laughs) It did. It all came together. But I am extremely thankful for all of my avenues and paths in which I had to travel to get to. And uh, just to tell you, my joint rotations came from the foundation. studying ayurvedic medicine oh interesting yes that's where i learned joint rotation and doing me we started that march and we finished by december it became such a ritual for me dina chara ritual Mm -hmm. for me that um i noticed how great i felt i felt and i preach on balance and Mm -hmm. imbalance I should say in our bodies that what I've realized because I'm like this and I run and run Mm -hmm. and then I get on a bike and I'm like and then trying to be in a restorative position you know I would have my different aches and pains or spasm Mm -hmm. of what happened doing that restorative So then doing joint rotations, I did it so often that it became my ritual that I can't, I cannot even start work if I haven't done joint rotations. And I teach one class every Thursday morning on Zoom at Mm -hmm. 7 a.m. And it's a stretch, full body stretch class. And in that class, which I only have two people, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on Zoom, <laughs> I do joint rotations first, but I call them, they're my warriors. They're on this journey with me. Mm-hmm. And I had to say that you have to do it every single day. And when you do it every day, you start to notice a difference. You notice a difference in your body. I can't let go of it. I teach my family on uh, Zoom uh, class, fitness class on Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. And that's how I begin that. I lost a lot. Uh, I lost several of my second cousins because I start each class with joint rotation. But it was okay. <laughs> it's a polarizing. It, yeah, they wanted to get down to the nitty gritty. When are we gonna sweat? When are we go? I want to feel some abs. Can we do the <laughs> ab part? <laughs> so, but, so, this is
1: an Ayurvedic thing. So, so if we yeah, look up Ayurvedic
2: joint rotations, well, yeah. Yes, you how know have it, i never it's, heard of this. <laughs> yes, I, I pronounce the Sanskrit name for it, but it is is joint rotations. All yes, right. and that's how oh. I learned to do it. And you start from what is called a goat pose, and um, from the goat pose, that's just bringing in the your groundingness. You're getting ready to understand that you're bringing this balance into your body. It's a beautiful practice, ladies.
1: And I do eight joint rotations
2: in each direction every single morning. I cannot begin without prayer, without meditation and joint rotations. I truly now, truly, I speak and do what I do preach i really see a difference i see a difference in my body i um it works for me it works and it keeps me as i am do you think that there's a transitionary period
0: with as a as a newer teacher of movement practices where there's kind of a gap that you feel where it over time, you start to really embody what it is that you're teaching because it doesn't necessarily happen simultaneously no, and initially. Yeah. Do you grow? Have sure. you found that you grow into that?
2: You do. Yeah. I went, read- that's well, encouraging. <laughs> Danielle knows Helen I'm 60 now I'm 60 years old which
0: is uh, the listeners can't see you but it's uh, almost unbelievable because you look like you could be my sister at 25
2: <laughs> Thank you, and She's just glowing. also like
1: perfect posture I was yes. like in these like sitting in these weird positions I'm like <laughs> Sheila is literally in perfect posture it looks
2: oh. amazing <laughs> but can I tell you Danielle and this is what I tell people when you start a mindful practice Honestly, when you start to balance those muscles out, I tell people that's slouching mm-hmm. like this, it won't feel right anymore.
1: No, I mean, and I teach it like yeah,
2: yes, but you know what? It comes with time. You're still yeah. young, you're gonna find it too. You're gonna find that day you wake up and you're gonna find that I need a little bit more Work on myself and stop giving so much to others (laughs) because you do you're going to find yourself you give so much and then it takes a little away from you pandemic has taught me so much too guys this year 2020 taught me how to really embrace all that training that I sought all that training that I would do spend weekends on, and then I would be diving into it. Then I would find on i would go to the next thing. That's the vata in me. Which brings <laughs> us to all you the next thing. Yeah. Your beautiful offerings.
0: Your studio has something for everyone. And I'm excited to for you to speak a little bit about gyrotonics and gyrokinesis. Because when I first yeah. met you, I heard you were a gyrotonics teacher and I got so excited because I have become so enchanted with the practice and I feel like it is it's completely transformed my life so I'm yeah I'm curious about your
1: story and could you also just give us the elevator pitch on what it is because I feel pretty well versed in different movement modalities and I
2: do not really understand what gyro is okay my best way of describing gyro first it was created and he's still alive today by Julia Horvath. Julia Horvath uh, was a professional dancer. He defected from Romania, Mm -hmm. he's Hungarian, and he came to the United States. He danced first, I believe in Houston, and then came to New York. He himself had many injuries, and he tried to heal himself through Kundalini Yoga. From King Kundalini Yoga, he knew about this energy, this chi that of course resides within your spine. Your arms and your legs are just an extension of mm. that chi of your spine. So what he did is he put together this beautiful rhythmic movement. And this movement is three-dimensional. Now, Danielle Pilates is more two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. And when you think of yoga, it's more of one dimensional. When you think of yoga, it can sometimes move into a two dimensional movement, but in well, you're gyro. Thinking of it is
1: like kind of like the, the alignment practice is being more static. Is that what you mean?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. Okay. And thinking anatomically, think, mm. think of your transverse plane and your sagittal yeah. plane, and then the coronal plane. Yep. So in gyro, Think of all three of those planes. Mm-hmm. You are moving through those three planes fluidly, mm-hmm. rhythmically, and it's very, it's an energetic feeling. Mm-hmm. So when I first started, I, of course, I was in yoga first because of my plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. I didn't really fall in love with yoga. Mm-hmm. Again, yes, I fell in love I loved, I found, I found this power yoga. So I was all about, ooh, bring it on. Jump back, chaturanga, boom, jump forward. Because it was about, yeah, let's work it. Mm-hmm. That was me for yoga. You understand? Yep. Then I found Pilates. I was like, what? I Being in the fitness industry, because, you know, I taught mm-hmm. cardio kickboxing. Oh, yeah. You did that. I, I can punch see punch that. Punch. Oh, That's no yeah. surprise to me at all. I did the cardio kick, but I thought I was going to be a step aerobics girl till I was <laughs> ninety-two. I had in my head I was going to be jumping up a step aerobic, Oh yeah, and then I fell in love with spinning because spinning came out. Then I became a spinning queen. I moved here from Richmond, Virginia, lady. I started massage therapy school. I would be from one gym to the other jumping on trains. Yes. And I do mean commuter rails and then the red line, then the green line to mm-hmm. go and teach 11 spinning classes a week. Wow. Yeah. So you were like a full time my- fitness
0: instructor before that was even really its own field. Yeah.
2: You have to. I was a kinesiotherapist by day and then doing Wait, oh, you're doing this oh this is yeah. while you were at the VA yeah, you were doing oh. this
0: incredible I did.
2: girl I taught 6 a.m classes get dressed go to the VA hospital that's how I would run doing lunch time come back in I'm at five I'll be eating a slice of pizza in my car <laughs> I would jump out at the stoplight at the stoplight, run, pop open my hood, trunk, get my sneakers, put the sneakers on while I'm driving, <laughs> run into the gym with my last bite of pizza in my mouth, and then, let's go, put on the microphone, and I was all for it. People used to think, think that I was definitely a sergeant in the service. <laughs> in the, they thought I was military, seriously. But then understand, I moved from that military style of exercising. And yes, I really did. call Maximum effort. Oh yeah, it holds up loves. And then I would, yes, being saying, uppercut, uppercut. Oh yeah, that was all me. Running up flights of stairs, coming down. Oh yes. But then, <laughs> I found yoga. I found Pilates. I love Pilates and that's how I always knew about Pilates, but I didn't find it till I moved here to Massachusetts again, because I came back to marry my husband who we had met earlier before me leaving to go and work on this research project in Richmond, Virginia. I moved back and married Mike. I didn't want to go back to the VA hospital. That's how I became a massage therapist. Along with that, I taught so many different fitness classes. After finding Pilates, I thought that was my new love. I met this lady, Kathy Van Patten, and she was training to be, she was an apprentice to be a master instructor for Jairo. I'm taking my advanced training on the reformer in Pilates. She and I met instantaneously, became like this. We sat down at lunch. She's like, Shania, have you ever heard of gyro, gyrotonic? And I was like, never heard of it. She's like, you have to, you have to try gyro. Guys, because of my also pitta, Mm -hmm. I was like, I have to stay focused. Please stay (laughs) on the right road. Do not jump off. You've been working hard at this, not to go here, there. and I worked for this. So, yes, I finished. I took my test. I went to New York City. I took my test for Pilates. I tested out in advance for the highest level. I got back on the train. I called Kathy Van Patten. I said, I want to schedule a private session with you. Oh, yes. The master trainer, Sebastian, was coming to Boston. And he gave me my first two sessions. Sebastian is German. I didn't understand a word he was saying. <laughs> All I knew is he put me on this piece of equipment and mm. I was moving my body in a sagittal plane, in a transverse plane, the coronal plane. And I was like, I love this. Now I'm sure this is how I first looked. I looked like this.
0: <laughs> Mechanical.
2: <laughs> because he was like, no, lift your chest. Lift your chest. And you're coming and from more rigid oh, yeah, practices yeah. because like you more, have to understand mm, this mm, is mm. me. Running. This is me, right? Correct.
1: And even yoga, it's like you do this shape like this, right angle.
2: Yeah. Go right. So I have finding to finding the you, lines versus all the of a curves. Sudden, yes, I have to say that gyro, it changed me. Mm. It gave me a different pattern of movement, and that's why I fell in love with it. I have to tell you, I've probably taken, well, I do know. <laughs> so a foundation course is twelve days. I've taken five. Five foundation courses. I've taken, I can't even tell you how many level twos because honestly, It's a limitless practice. There's so much to learn. It's so energetic. It's a beautiful practice of movement. I just want to share this one thing. When I started practicing gyro, it changed me, of course. I went to New York because one of my little friends um, that was taking Pilates and gyro from me, She was dancing for Alvin Ailey, too. Now, secretly, you know I'm an Alvin Ailey wannabe. (laughs) I never, ever miss an Alvin Ailey performance. I know know all the routine for Revelation. Yes, I do. And um, I'm a wannabe. I am such the wannabe. But yes, but I was standing in the line because this choreographer had just come out with a book and she used my little friend Julie as one of the demos while we were in Macy's in New York City, Fifth Avenue, we're there. And I'm standing in the line with my husband because we want her autograph. The HR woman comes up to me I don't know her. I'm, I mean, I'm not from New York, never even been in the store, Macy's. First time, she walks over to me and she says to me, she says, oh, no, no. She says, you can come up front. She says, come on up front. And I says, uh, I'm waiting to get an autograph. And she looks at, she says, but you're not an alien dancer, right? <laughs> <The> biggest <laughs> compliment. Hey, guys, I want to tell the truth. <laughs> but you know I'm a wannabe. So <laughs> under my breath, I said, I'm a wannabe, Alvin Ailey. <laughs> it, <sir?" laughs> so my husband and Take I. Make it till you I, make we it. Got all the way, yeah, we got all the way to the front. We got the autograph. My young Julie is demonstrating. I had to whisper this to her to let her know. And then at, I, I know that, Helen, you went to Martha Mason's. Mason. Yes. Mason. Beautiful. Her, yes. But I went to a studio. It was Kathy Van Patten's. Now I go to a studio. It's uh, Lisa Pari. Lisa Pari is my master trainer. I am a pre teacher's trainer for gyro and a pre teacher's trainer for gyrokinesis now. I've been since 2014. But um, anyway, so. I'm at Lisa Pari studio. And when the Alvin Daly performers come in, they sometimes rent out a piece of equipment, the gyro equipment. So Mm -hmm. they'll come into the studio or either they'll have one of the trainers train them. Mm -hmm. One day I'm in and I'm with a different trainer myself because my trainer is away. So I'm with this guy, Dean. Dean is training me. He finishes. He said his next client comes in. She knows Alvinie is performing, actually. So she kissed me. Now it might be the color of my skin that made her think I was an Alvinelli. I don't know. Dancer, but I have no idea. But she was watching me move. I'm hoping it's because of my movement. I'm sure it yes. was. Also your body. Like, and, she, yes. she, <laughs> well, and she saw me and she was like, oh my God, dang. She's an Alvin alien dancer. Can I get her autograph? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm putting on my jacket because it's still April here at that. I'm sorry, yes, April. And I was putting on my so B, he calls out to me, says "Shelia," he says, My client would like your autograph. Cause everybody <laughs> who knows me in the studio knows I'm a wanna be. Alvin Ailey dancer so he said she would like your autograph and I looked at him he said because you're an Alvin Ailey dancer I was like of course you can have my autograph <laughs> oh that's and then so you good. did revelations for her
1: yeah. <laughs> yes exactly but, you
2: know I told her the truth I went over to thank her but I had to tell her the truth I was not an Alvin Ailey, but I thanked her for even suggesting that I am, yeah. So, yes, but um, this practice of gyro, being three-dimensional, and I have to say, it's several different equipments. When you say gyrotonic, it is actually on the equipment. Gyrokinesis is his mat version mm-hmm. of exercise. And when I first started gyrokinesis, it was a three-hour practice gyro and gyrotonic was only for dancers mm. he didn't mainstream it till later and that's how I got to practice it because it was only for dancers it was known to dancers so when I started you know I was like I was invested in this not because I wanted to look like a dancer but <laughs> truly it changed my whole idea of movement even for running Mm -hmm. it did because I was so because I am I was in my thoracic spine and Danielle you should know (laughs) I am (laughs) tight in my thoracic spine I am so much better today Mm -hmm. much better I mean as a you as a body worker you would say oh but you're still a little tight but (laughs) honestly I have so much more mobility than what I started off with. But I would do a three-hour practice. Now he's changed the format. We have like a 90-minute format, a 60-minute format, because he allowed for the non-dancer, the, the lay layperson. person <laughs> correct, to start practicing. And everybody doesn't have that type of uh, diligence, persistence yeah. to be in a practice for, for three, three hours, hours. No, For three hours. Is it a set yeah.
1: sequence? So like the 60 and the 90 and the
2: three hours, they're a set sequence? Yeah. How we teach is there are programs mm-hmm. and there are, I believe it's seven programs that we teach, but you have so many different exercises. How we teach in each program, there are progressions. So that's why it's a limitless practice Mm. because you're going to learn these progressions. And then you move on to the next program. Like um, you you have your arch and curl. If you are doing arch and curl on the seat, it's truly learning what's a balanced arch, what's a balanced curl. If you're on the equipment, you start off with a homework series that you're starting to bring it in because you're thinking energetically. The system's benefit of gyrokinesis, gyrotonic is about elongation of the spine and increasing greater range of motion at every joint. Before you can start to move your body energetically from the centers of energy throughout the spine that we think of maybe like the chakras Uh of your system. Before you can even move them, you have to create space. So how do you create that space? Elongation Mm -hmm. is from diaphragmatic breathing. Think of the breath Mm -hmm. you're thinking of. And every time you exhale, you engage that diaphragm. And you know where it's attached to your system, into the spine, where it's attached to the pelvic floor. So when you engage it, it pulls up on that pelvic floor. So you have your head moving to the ceiling while you may have your sit bones being grounded. And what did you just do along with that diaphragm? You've created space. Let's think between the weight bearing area of the lumbar. Because you've made space between the rib and the pelvis. And then you're always connected to the earth whether it's your feet being grounded or thinking sit bones grounded. And then you get a greater range of motion at the joints of freer movement of the body to move in the three anatomical positions with ease. And it has the benefits of swimming, Tai Chi, dancing, yoga, all blended together. I'm sold. I want to do it. And yes. that's what makes what, so <laughs> It is. Can I just say this, Danielle? Yes. It beats running. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't you don't have to run. Honestly, you find the system. You're still getting your your bone density mm. increasing because after a while you learn standing. Because in gyrokinesis, how we end a, a three hour or ninety minutes of, of one hour, you end with standing arch and curl. So that's already increasing your bone density. And then if you move over to his equipment, which is an expansion tower, and then he has specialty equipment, which is a jump stretch board, an archway, a leg extension, and then the gyro toner. It is such a beautiful system.
1: And do you do and privates?
2: Too- like, is that a one on one thing? Yes, I do privates. I do, um, I have three towers in my studio and I can do small groups. But back in the day to do, yeah, trios. Yeah. Now I do tu- duets. Eventually, I mean, I think by next month, I should be able to do a trio because I think for Massachusetts, we have allowed, you know, because my, cl- my clientele, I would say um, 99% is vaccinated for my clientele. So we can start, I'm just waiting until June Mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna start opening up to trios again. But yes, um, my specialty equipment, I could only do one-on-one now. I only have one jump stretch board. I only have one archway and I do not have the leg extension yet, but that's on my list for 2022 to get that piece of equipment Celia, yes. as,
0: you, as you're explaining this it's drawing such a parallel to your your languaging around Ayurveda too because there seems to be mm-hmm. such a balance that comes from the practice itself and yeah. and my experience in my body with gyro work is that it's mult it's it's three-dimensional but multi-directional so as it's you know. like when you're working with all these with a 360 uh, compass. It's like the body kind of just goes where it needs to go. And the space is a product of that. And a similar Press. to Ayurveda, you show up, you know, commit yourself to the ritual and the space comes, whether that's the internal space or the external
2: space. Yeah. And you know, the beautiful thing about practicing gyro and not to say we don't find it in yoga. Cause you do, um, Pilates is totally different, I, I have to say, for me, mm-hmm. um, because how I teach Pilates is anatomical, but don't move the pelvis. Mm-hmm. Keep the pelvis thick. And gyro, when I found that I could find the freedom of my pelvis to yeah. move, and you get to work organically, yes. deep within to get the best expansion out, it is <laughs> boom, it is mind-blowing. It changes the brain chemistry. <laughs> correct, and I don't want to take away from Pilates. Pilates has its great mm. use of understanding core. Mm-hmm. It does to bring in a greater sense of posture and balance, but it's not as freeing. The style of Pilates that I do teach, stop Pilates. I would say they're moving now in more of the fascial world. Mm yes and gyro has always been fascial movement yeah they're already in it they're already in it and that's what I noticed when I first started my first lesson by the second one I knew it was different I couldn't explain it but you know ladies especially Danielle it's a body woman. you know this fascial line It's a big interconnected webbing Mm. of tissue and it needs to move. Yeah. It needs to move freely. Um, I totally, like I,
1: you know, I've gone through my different, you know, subsets of yoga. I did Iyengar for years and your teacher, Natasha is heavily influenced by that, like very alignment focused. This is how you do the pose. And I think as soon as I learned about fascia, I just couldn't do it anymore because oh, I, Lord. you learn like that all of these layers need to slide and glide against each other. And if you're just holding warrior two for 90 seconds, mm, you're mm-hmm. not getting that. So I, uh, I don't know if you know, Tiffany Kirkshank, she does yoga medicine. She's my main teacher now. And so much of how she teaches vinyasa and, and yoga is just informed by Fasha, and it's just like it yeah. doesn't have to be perfect and alignment, yeah. but it's just like oh, just moving and just kind of getting yeah. that web to to move. Yes,
2: now, with um, yoga, especially meeting Natasha, she did speak my language of how I taught mm. Pilates. Yes, and that's why she resonated with me. Now, I have not expressed this to Natasha. I've only shared it with dear friends. That practice doesn't resonate with me anymore. Mm-hmm. It done a great job in my mind. But for body-wise, I need that three-dimensional movement. I need that fascia. I need the slide and the glide. Yeah. Especially as you chronologically age, I have to tell you. When you chronologically age, it, everything starts to dry up you yeah. <laughs> your yeah. tissue you become like my favorite test of the collagen if you grab between the skin between your your thumb right and if it doesn't go right back right then you know you already lose it i gotta keep yeah. that hydrated did you notice mine went right back though right I'm whole, yes yours is looking I'm good whole, all it, that it. lemon water <laughs> all, all that ginger right lemon water tight.
1: <laughs> so i so i have a i have a just from i could ask you questions for five hours but um one thing i was kind of noticing is there's this theme that that it seems like tm transcendental meditation ayurveda and gyro all came into your life at like the same time
2: so well, around I the same time right? no i started gyro in 2001 oh 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 okay, okay. never mind i was no. thinking that was two. that no i became a pre-teacher's trainer 2014 oh okay, okay. gyro training but you've been impra- yes okay, my okay yeah you have been practicing way yes. longer than that. actually I think it became uh, uh I'm sorry in 2012 I became gyrotonic pre-teachers training in 2014 I became a gyrokinesis pre-teachers trainer okay. so I so how they do it is that because this is so organic this is energetic practice mm. um You don't have to go in knowing all the 700 plus exercises Mm -hmm. before you get to the training, but you do have to have some knowledge. So of the program. So there's arch and curl, hamstring program, leg extension program. You have your upper body openings. Um, you have the upper body series. You get your standing series.
1: So you is, get it. Is there a therapeutic element? So if like somebody came in with an injury, is there like a program that addresses that? Or is it or is it more just for oh, people yeah, who are?
2: Yeah. So let me tell you this: says um, it did start for dancers. Mm-hmm. So my favorite of master trainers besides Lisa Parry, Kathy Van Patten, I love them all, Martha Mason, love them all. Uwe, Uwe is a physical therapist mm-hmm. and he's out of Germany. He lives in Germany. Uwe works close with the creator of the system, Julio Horvat's brother, Paul Horvath, which is a physical therapist. Julio himself is energetic. He's Mm. a dancer. He's coming from the feel good. This is how you're supposed to move. Mm -hmm. His brother comes from more uh, uh, thinking physiologically and Mm. anatomical. Um, So what has created, like there's so many different applications. I've done several of Ube's. Uh, gyrotonic application for scoliosis. You learned so much um, uh, his uh, shoulder girdle for mm. uh, application, lumbopelvic a- mm. application. You've got your hip replacement application. <laughs> this has just grown and thank God that Julio has had the right people around from him. Because Julio was so afraid of having this baby, like he thinks of Pilates. You know, there's so many different styles mm-hmm. of Pilates. And that's what he calls border down. Yeah. But this practice is his baby. So he had to have the right people with him to keep this so that... It's still about how to elongate the spine, how to create m- greater range of motion at every joint with stability. So, what? and it's just- Can I ask a quick question to both of you? Like this sounds
1: so incredible as somebody who loves to move and loves learning about the body. Why has this not been mainstreamed the way Pilates and yoga has? Like, what do you think it's- Because- what, what is, what's the It's whole a secret gem. <laughs> yeah.
2: He, because he really didn't want it watered down. He didn't want it watered so it was down.
1: Plain. So is it like the yeah. rigor of the training process or. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Like he, when I first started, there were probably only when I first started, maybe there were up to 25 master trainers by the time I started in 2001, could have been close to 50. Let's say okay. 50. Okay. So you understand there weren't in most of them were dancers mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of the master trainers. It was his, his everything. He did not want this to be misused or someone coming up. And there are other people who've got their idea of gyro, but they can't never ever use right. the word. Right, right, Gyrotonic right. trainer or gyrokinesis.
1: Where you think of like how watered down yoga has become, where like every studio pumps out how yeah, many 200 yeah. hour teacher correct. trainers, you know, Correct,
2: you're- correct. He's limited on that. Yeah. I, like I, I, I pay money for the trade name. Um, my trade, the name is Gyrotonic Boston Metro South. Mm-hmm. That is my studio's name. I just don't have a sign out front, which mm-hmm. I had planned on doing one day, but never have. But that is, you know, even with that, you have to be approved. You will not just turn on Instagram and get to see a Gyrotonic instructor practicing. You have to be approved. <laughs> so it's almost With like the method of training. Yeah. You have to be that approved.
0: Kind of, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, what do you but say? I like that.
1: Oh yeah. No, it's yeah, like, it's, definitely. it's keeping it.
0: Yeah. It keeps it pure in that way. Yeah.
2: Correct. Well,
0: or what offensive. do you say to someone who is used to moving in a more rigid or linear way and, and kind of like, what's a nice entry point into the gyro world. Cause I, I truly believe it's beneficial for everybody at every age. And that's one of my favorite things about gyro, especially gyrokinesis going into a class and being next to someone in a completely different age demographic than I am. And we still yeah. have these completely transformative experiences.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that was the beautiful thing about starting Gyro. You could come in as you are and explore your own movement in your body. What's your DNA? And be acceptable of what your body can do. And honestly, I have a hard time, Helen. For instance, I have two new clients starting this week. Both of them call. Because I have a sign that says Pilates studio. Now, what do you think that one lady, she's telling me she's bone on bone and they're saying Mm -hmm. she needs a hip replacement. So on the phone, I asked her, could she Google gyrotonic.com? Yes. (laughs) Start there. And the other lady, she's coming because of golf season. Mm and she needs more rotational. Mm. So what do you think I said to her? Can you just take a moment and Google (laughs) childtalk.com? Because I don't want, if they're coming in, they want Pilates, you know I'm gonna give them what they want, but sometimes if I meet them and I see that they're like this and in this protective mode, they can't move, I've got to get them the best expression of understanding breath, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: move that diaphragm, breathe into those lungs, think three dimensional. And yes, we do talk about it in Pilates, not to say we don't. And I know we talk about it in yoga, but the best expression for me to do hands-on is in gyro world. And that's when I can start letting them explore and move. And I don't know about you, Helen, if you were given homework, but that's what you need. I'm giving you just breathing, just understanding how to rock back and forth, how to move from side to side. Hey, find that figure eight around those sit bones Mm -hmm. and just start to move and don't even let your eyes close your eyes if it feels comfortable and just feel that nice sensation, I'm going around. It is It's so beautiful. I can't it's wait so to try beautiful. it. I'm so excited. You should be excited. You need and to you let know, us and know, then, Danielle. And, and, and can I just say, and leave your pizza brain behind you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't come in with a pizza brain because then they are like overwhelmed with it. So what should I do? And what should I feel? No, 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 no. Yeah. As Julia would say. Just be in the moment and receive. Stop thinking so much. Don't think, just move. You'll have plenty of time. And because it's a limitless practice and you'll never want to stop. And no, you don't have to be physically on the equipment. You can get the benefit from learning gyrokinesis. Mm-hmm. The, the, the equipment is just like, no. Exactly.
1: so I have a question for you based on that last thing talking about working with new clients do you ever and I think it sounds like you keep your modalities in their own lanes do you ever weave or blend and like one thing that I've noted like there's you've probably seen a lot of this in the the movement world that people need to brand and create a new thing and you you have probably done more trainings in so many different things (laughs) than anybody in in the movement world but you've never done the Sheila Donovan movement no. method, yeah. And now, and, and can you speak to like why? Like it just seems like you have such reverence for each individual movement practice that you do. Like, why do that versus you know not branding and becoming a superstar a and making point. your method? You know, like why why do you do it that way? Now, I'm not you know, it's just interesting. It's it's yeah. a different thing than many you see out there now. Because
2: I think I just. I love giving credit to whom credit's due, mm. honor to whom honors due, And I think that's so important. And for me to really be authentic about it, I want to stay true to where I'm person. I don't want really to come up with anything on my own, to be honest, because I don't know, I've just fallen in love with these movements. Mm-hmm. Now, I may from time to time take some, Resistive weights mm-hmm. <laughs> and take it into blending something with Pilates. But you know what, Danielle? It was that moment and then it's gone out of my head. So it's not like I'm taking notes and say, oh my God, you could do this. I don't do that. I don't know why. And just like my other practice, guys, is Pilates suspension method. Mm. I have not practiced TRX. Mm -hmm. It did not resonate with me. I had it at the studio. I trained TRX, Mm -hmm. but I didn't like teaching it. I had other trainers who also took me eight-hour teacher's training, and they learned it. I know it didn't feel right on my body. I don't know why. I guess because I got so into gyro, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be honest. But when I found Pilates suspension, and I found that because of my dear friend, Layla, Mm -hmm. who invited me to go to North Carolina with her to take this course. I had never seen the instructor, the creator Mm -hmm. of this system, named Rebecca Beckler. I had never seen her. She quickly, Layla quickly showed me like Instagram on her and she's this gorgeous blonde head, blue eyed woman that was like in a handstand. And I'm like, Layla, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> not signing but, up for that. Correct. But at the same time, hey, what? She's giving six seats. <laughs> Continuing education credit. I needed that. There's like no I way you're behind on CES. <laughs> I needed it for my because I'm also nationally certified with Pilates. I know you, Pilates, so I'm not Pilates and I'm also nationally certified. So for na- now, <laughs> I wonder how much you spend a year in keeping up all of your dues. <laughs> yes, Danielle, one day sit down with my husband, he might tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> can't even imagine. Oh, talk to him. He'll tell you. <laughs> but and all I went there guys with an attitude, I'm gonna have my coffee cup in my hand with my organic water. I'm gonna be going from one to the other. I'm in my uh, kind North of woman. Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and I and then I was like, can you sign this paper for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted. I wanted her mm-hmm. signature. But I got to tell you, she made me embrace Pilates again. Mm -hmm. Because you know what she did? Guys, she's into fascial movement. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So we do a lot of fascial movement. And it started to resonate with me. I was like, I love this stuff. So we don't use the word TRX. She just because she has her own apparatus, Mm -hmm. her suspension apparatus. So that's what I teach. I teach also a Pilates suspension method. And yes, I am an instructor trainer for that method as well. So I think, Danielle, I have no time to come up with anything on my own because I am just giving honor to all those who have created a beautiful system that i believe in and i honor down. And so. i think it's beautiful because it's, it's 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 so much of it i think is
1: an ego thing like so much of it is like i need to have have like the method and like create a thing that is branded yeah. for money and for ego and for you it's like you're just an like a chronic learner <laughs> like you just chronic. can't up learning chronic. and moving So that's a good word for me. (laughs) So it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't need, you don't, you're just a vehicle for getting people to move and feel good in their bodies. It's not like, it's not about you. It's about them, which is so apparent in just this conversation, which is so beautiful. And and sadly a little rare, I think in the, in the movement world these days. And
0: the story you just shared with us too, is such an example of how as we learn and accumulate more information, you can breathe new life into the movement practices that are already familiar to you. Because yeah. I think as, as you grow um, and as the body changes, you are called to move in different ways, but it's really nice to revisit a thing with a totally fresh set of yeah. experience. So that is in itself seems like a, a beautiful
2: treasure. And, you know, it becomes so. I become so passionate for these disciplines
1: mm-hmm.
2: that, because uh, it's changed me, it has truly changed me. I know you're saying, "How did it change?" I'm still the same person. My personality has never changed, <laughs> but it's changed me as a mover. For instance, when I found Pilates, I thought in. It definitely helped me with understanding that breath, Mm -hmm. three-dimensional, stay upright, but go to gravity, go to gravity, keep that neutral pelvis. Then when I found gyro, it, it allowed me to give my best expression of, now that you know you're stiff, can you move differently in those patterns? Can you now, and I honestly feel you'll discover if you practice this, but hamstrings. How do I get in touch with my hamstrings? And it's the hamstring program that I fell in love with because Mm -hmm. I'm so quad dominant. Mm -hmm. That brought on a whole different light for me staying injury free. Mm -hmm. I would always, always in yoga, especially in the summertime, because it's, so warm in the room i would be like oh look at me stretch Mm -hmm. then i would get up off the floor and my hamstring attachment would Mm -hmm. be like "Ah." (laughs) that yoga butt (laughs) yeah it pulled and i was never able i couldn't say say never because i i don't have it anymore but once i found gyro i realized it's the hamstring you need to balance out those hamstrings. You got to get them. And yes, I knew that. I knew that as an exercise science, can you, see, can you see a therapist. I knew that stuff. But all I did was this and then pulled. <laughs> oh, down dog. Can I get my heels down? Mm-hmm. Lift that zip bone up and back, you know? And Danielle, you're right. I think if I would have found a different style of yoga for me versus the sound and I started with power yoga, mm-hmm. if I found probably a more freeing one, I would never have over stretch that tendon. Well, Can I shoot. think it's also, you know, yeah. everything is evolving and the
1: yoga world is evolving. The more we know, it's like, if you look back at yeah. light on yoga, like there's so many things in there that are, are pretty cringy because like there wasn't the understanding of, of, of fascial movement and yeah. the body in the 1960s that we have now. And it's just, I think it's, it's really beautiful to give all movement modalities room to change based on what we're learning about the body.
2: Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. And, and you know, and that's, that's how I think of myself, as you say, a chronic learner. And that's why I give so much to, learning and like (laughs) you're going to laugh at me before this I ended with Tom Myers body reading yes you did oh good I'm doing his course on body reading so that was supposed to end at one o'clock but I ended early and then I have next weekend but I have two courses that I'm taking at the same time next week virtually oh yeah but you know what it makes me happy
1: and yeah. what an expansive example.
2: Me, yeah, it just makes me happy. I love learning because the more I can learn, the more I can give yeah. authentically to each of my clients and look at them as individuals and not just give mm-hmm. Cookie what cutter. I think correct that I don't care for. Yeah. And that's how I never wanted to be. But when you have all of these modalities and you have this in your system, that you can look at that person saying, you know, like sometimes, honestly, my clients will come in here and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, my back. And it, I'm not going to start the way I'm going to give something totally different. Mm-hmm. And I know you want to feel that burn today, but you know what? We got to relax this fascia first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how I choose to do it is with modalities and with mobility, Mm -hmm. using different, like I might use a ball to start with just the shoulder, Mm -hmm. understanding that I see that pattern is stiff. I can see where she's holding out and the ribs are not even moving. And that's how I ended my day yesterday. And I said, will you be accepting what I give you? And that's why I always ask them. And if they come to me, I says will you please always honor me? It may not be what you think you should have that day, but I promise I'm gonna always give you and let you walk out of here knowing you got the right thing yeah. this day. And that's my that's my statement. And some people, I have to say, I have many people that might come the following week and say, "Shelia, whatever we did last week, oh my <laughs> God, what a change. Oh yeah. my goodness. Can we repeat that? And the beautiful thing about my brain, even though I don't take written notes, it's like here. <laughs> I can remember. I'll tell you. i oh, so you know what we did. And even if they'll say, oh, Sheila, I felt this afterwards. Then I said, oh, you know what? Because I know what we did. I'll delete that. Let me give you something else. Oh, yeah. I pride myself on this memory. Oh. <laughs> and, and people are astonished at it. And not just because I remember all my clients' children's names and birthdays. (laughs) That's for a different day and a different story. But yeah, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that um, that I have this, I don't even call it a job. It's not a job. Then I get to practice my passion and call others. Yes. Yeah. It's what it's you were put in. here to do. It really, yeah. As much as I thought that I should have been a therapist, but I realized quickly after I've worked as a therapist for 13 And my last six years of being a kinesiotherapist, I worked called a pulmonary. That client, the patients that we call them patients back then, that I had to work with, were even waiting for a heart or lung. Mm-hmm. And You know, they were on the big machine pumping for their uh, ventricles to pump the blood into the heart. And I was like, you had to see them go on so many different drugs to keep, um, you know, their immune system intact. And so their body wouldn't reject it when they did get a heart. And when they did, receive see, on the same way with the lungs. And... Then you would have that client come in and this would be me. And, Do I smell cigarette smoke? <laughs> I know. And it would break oh, wow. my heart. And that's when I know their mind is already set yeah. in it's place. And yeah. they're with their own addictions. And I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, psychotherapist. And I knew I needed to be around people that came to me for a purpose of getting well, As and a they choice. wanted it, and they're correct, and yeah. it was their choice. Yes. And that, it was not the end result. Yeah, and that's why I feel blessed every single. Yes, I feel blessed every single day, guys, and that's why I have to be on my knees every every single morning without fail, because I have so much gratitude. I don't take this for granted at all, at all. My, my last story, I got to share with you. So, you know, I told you we have a puppy. She's one year's old, mm-hmm. beautiful American king shepherd. So I have a Catan Détouliere, a little dog that has probably never walked on grass. Because <laughs> I have a thing about, and yes, she gets groomed every two weeks. He does. She, that's for But But uh, according to my husband, the American king shepherd cannot be groomed that often because they have different fur. I get it from the Catan's hair, but I don't like ticks, guys. And mm, that's why my dog too. cannot <laughs> be on grass. Correct. Yes, petrified of Lyme's disease or any. Tics. Yes. So that's why I comb my dog's hair every morning too, because I love them groomed and looking great. But also oh, I found two ticks on the American King Shepherd. I said, Mike, wherever you're walking, Lola, no more. I'm sorry. So he's made in my yard. He calls it the agility grounds. Uh-huh where he's put up this fence and this way he gets to throw the ball because he's made sure that we've been sprayed for ticks. Because um, I can't have any ticks in my house. No. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. So he's made sure that grounds have been sprayed. So now he only takes Lola when she needs to run on grass out there. So he tells me, he says, you need to sometimes go outside and just throw the ball at Lola. B- Lola run, let her run. But I told him I can't. I haven't taken a certification port yet. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Must be certified. Uh-huh. So I said because that's a certified agility course. Uh-huh. So I told him when he comes up with his manual, I will read the manual and then I will take the certification. But until then, my only duty is to watch from a deck. <laughs> It sounds like you've got enough going on without needing to Uh, also train your dog. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)
1: Um, Chilia, I I know that we will have you back if you will ever come back because I feel like this was the tip of the iceberg and we could talk to you for probably 12 hours. (laughs) Just the amount. of, of wisdom, but also just joy you have. It's just,
0: I, I- exuberance is felt from across the screen, which is a hard thing to accomplish. So that speaks oh, to your, thank your beauty.
2: Thank you. Well, I have to say, guys, I'm gonna leave you with this. My mother always said to me, she loved my personality. And my mom said, I never, ever want to change it. But she was also saying I had a weakness about me too. But we won't talk. She just thought that um, I was a little too passive and that people would see that as a weakness. But she would always finish with, but I never, ever want you to change. Mm -hmm. My middle name is Gay, G-A-Y. My mother said she knew she couldn't make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> she was going to go for joy, mm-hmm. but she came up with gay because she said when I was born, I came out joyful, being happy. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's true. but <laughs> I don't doubt <laughs> it. I believe so it wholeheartedly. <laughs> but she's the one that just always made me feel I always knew I was different from my sibling, you know, that. Um, and I know that she told me that this personality that I, she said, it will be contagious. And she says that I am here to bring joy. Yes. Oh, I miss her. And, I became, and I think because my mother told me that it's here. That that's what I'm supposed to do. No, I don't know. But this is just it's who I am. And my husband would agree to it. He can't sometimes tolerate me, <laughs> especially when we go out, because I tend to. Um, you know, I talk a lot and he's like, why can't you just say hi to people and put your head down? <laughs> well, we're so said, appreciative Mike,
0: of your stories. It's, it lends, it, yeah, it lends its glory.
1: And we will, you know, definitely, it also we talk to a again.
2: long life when I do talk about, Yeah, but it makes me feel like I've lived a very long life when I hear myself tell these stories. (laughs) But I will be be so honored if you have me back. I really would be honored. Yes, we would love that. It's my pleasure. Oh, Thank you, ladies. And hopefully I will see you very, very soon in in real life. (laughs) You are really going to see me soon. Thanks for joining us in Conversation and a
1: Movement. I'm Danielle. And I'm Helen. I'll catch you next time. Interested in supporting emotional intelligence podcast? You can check out our Patreon at
0: patreon.com slash emotional intelligence.
1: I think that was a little loud. I don't think you need to lean into the mic.